Good afternoon, ladies. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. It is Poetry Superhighway Live. Welcome. My name is Rick Lupert. I'm the host of the show. It's a live open reading that you are welcome to call in and uh, share your poetry. Tell us about your local poetry community. What's going on? Anything of a poetical nature. We do this every month. Happy to have you with me. No content or style restrictions. And the number to call in is area code 646-716-7362. A couple things going on with the Poetry Superhighway I want to share with you. Uh, we just launched on at the beginning of the month, of course, the Great Poetry Exchange. It's our 10th annual Great Poetry Exchange. Yeah, I just amazing how much time goes by so quickly. But uh, ten years ago, uh, we started this this pretty unique project where, um, you know, I was thinking I, I'd been running this contest for a while. Any of you who've participated in the contest know how this works, where everyone gets a prize because so many people volunteer or pledge to to or that is donate their their books and their magazine subscriptions and all that kind of thing. So when you enter our contest, you get some kind of prize of interest to poets and writers just for entering. So I wanted to capitalize on that energy in a way that that wasn't a contest. So I started the Great Poetry Exchange. So the way this works, it's basically send a book and get a book. And what that means is if you go online to the Poetry Superhighway website and you fill out the form, make sure you read all the guidelines because they're important – and uh, uh, type in the name of your book, type in uh, your name, give a 50-word or less description, and uh, your your contact info, fill out the whole form, click submit. I'll add you to the list of books that's that's there. As of, uh, as of just a few minutes ago, 34 people have signed up since we announced the contest uh, late Tuesday night it was on February 1st. And at the end of the month, um, I will randomly assign you to a different person and another random person to you. So what that means is I'm going to send you an address and you're going to send your book to that person. And a completely different person is going to send their book to you. It's a completely randomly selected exchange of people. Um, we've had people from all over the world participating in the past. And it's just such a cool thing. I love the vision of uh, when March 1st comes around, poetry books soaring through the air on airplanes, on postal trucks, heck, on UPS vehicles, if that's the way you you roll. And uh, get it? Trucks rolling on the highway, wheels. They Anyway, uh, it's just such a cool thing. Poetry books flying all over the place. Last year, there was about 80, 86 different people who participated. I'd love to get that number up, 100 people, maybe more. Um, and just a couple of things that uh, you have to keep in mind uh, that are important. That uh, These are all online, but I, I might as well just vocalize it in case you're, you're listening because they do affect whether or not uh, your participation goes through. One is make sure when you fill out the form that you do include a 50-word or less description of your book. Uh, sometimes people, you know, they, they, they go 51, 52 words. doesn't work. It has to be 50 words or less. Um, same, same limit for every single person, so keep that in mind. Um, number two, uh, when uh, the, the uh, pledge period is over at the end of the month, you will get an email from me telling you where to send your book. So two things about that. One is because this program is open to everyone 
in the world, uh, it's quite possible that you may have to send your book to uh, someplace outside of the country that you live in, uh, which means it might cost more in postage. So you do have to keep that in mind if you choose to participate um, in terms of the amount of money that it, it might cost you to mail your book. But you're just mailing one book somewhere else. Um, how bad can that really be? But uh, I definitely have had people in the past who didn't notice that particular guideline and you know they and found out that they needed to send their book to Tanzania and uh you know sent back a sort of an unhappy note saying I can't do this I didn't know I have to send my book so far so know that people you may have to send your book somewhere uh far away and it might involve you going to the post office and paying a little bit extra postage so there you go that's an important guideline the second important guideline is um, once you've sent out your book, uh, it's very important that you send me an email letting me know that you've done that. If you don't do that, then I assume that your book hasn't gone out, and I send really annoying follow-up mails that uh, emails that uh, no one likes. So make sure when you uh, sign up to participate that you realize that you're going to have to send out your book within two weeks of the end of this month, which is about when you'll uh, receive the notification from me on uh, where to send your book. Finally, this gets a little confusing too. Uh, I also will send you an email letting you know which book that you're going to get. And um, you should not send your book to that person. That's uh, caused a little bit of confusion in the past where someone assumed that they should send their book to the person who's sending them a book. And that's not the way it works. It's not a one-to-one exchange. It's kind of a circular exchange. You're going to send your book to one person, and that person is going to send their book to someone else. Um, The books have to be – well, actually, that's not true. You could send any book you want. We'd really like it to be your book or a book that you you edited. That's kind of the way that this – this works. Um can be any book though. It can, if you know, you might say, well, I don't have a book. Maybe you've just got a chat book. That's okay. Um maybe um maybe the fact that this project exists will inspire you to put together a chat book or take advantage of some of the online on demand publishing uh companies such as uh Create Space or something of that uh nature. And um, and you'll have a book by the end of the month just because this project inspired you to do so. So it doesn't matter. That's another thing you kind of have to realize. Some of you um, might have this you know 200-page book that was published by a major publisher, and it's a big significant piece. And you might send your book out to someone, and then you might find that you get in the mail you know a 20-page chapbook from someone else. And um, that's just how it goes. You know, it's a random exchange. You don't know what you're going to get. Um, you do know for sure that someone else will get a copy of your book um, and, and and hopefully appreciate it just as much as you'll appreciate theirs. Um, that's how it is. Um, someone's asking in the chat room. Um, yes, you must send it out by regular mail. The, the, these are this can't be an ebook. This has to be a physical book, um, and it's only fair because uh, every single person has that same. Guideline. Um, we do run later in the year the ebook exchange, um, which can't be physical books; has to be ebooks. Um, so, if you have an ebook that you want to sign up with, um, then you are more than welcome to uh, sign up for that. Uh, not in this project, but in the uh, Great Poetry Free for All, which happens later in the month. But this is physical books um, in any form. That you want, but do keep in mind, um, 
you know, uh, you get it in as, in as good shape as, as you possibly can. Some people will be sending real books from real publishers, other people chapbooks. Um, so, you know, I, I don't recommend you kind of scribble on a few sheets of paper, crumple it up and stick it in an envelope and send it off. Um, uh, you know, uh, uh, marketing is everything. Make it look nice. Um, there you go. All right. Um, back to the purpose of today, which is the open reading. Uh, again, the number to call in is 646-716-7362. Um, we're going to get to our first caller right now. And hello, caller from the 973. Shins <laughs> <laughs> Yes. This is the, this is the, the, uh, this is Field Marshal Von Studley. The heel-clicking, <laughs> heil-saluting, uh, goose-stepping poetry Nazi. <laughs> I'm always so happy to uh, have a mention of Nazis early on in the show. Thank you so much, Oh, I'm David. sure you <laughs> This is David Neves. He's uh, from Newark, New Jersey. He's a regular um, offender here on Poetry Superhighway Live. Um, always has something interesting to say. You just mentioned my new book, Sins of Buckwood. Did you, did you happen to get a copy of it, David? I'm I'm waiting for it. I'm waiting for it from uh, Amazon. Oh, so you ordered it? Yeah, I ordered it. Cool. I ordered it. Well, well I look forward you, to uh, hearing what you think I'm of waiting. it. And, uh, I'm I'm <laughs> waiting with uh, I'm waiting along with my Willy Wonka, my my, my Willy Wonka CD, and my uh, uh, my little German phrase book. So I'm waiting. For <laughs> I'm waiting for all that stuff in a big, uh, humongous, wonderful package. It'll be like Santa Claus coming. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm goody. I'm waiting with bated breath. <laughs> this is great. Anyway, that the, the first guy calling in is a Jew from New Jersey who mentions both Santa Claus and Nazis right off. This is awesome. <laughs> so, David, let's let's hear your poem. What do you got for us today? Okay. Uh, I just thought that this the the, the minority there there's a particular group a a uh, group that I think has been long neglected uh, poetically and, and you know they've been discriminated against for many you know all through uh, history and I'm going to give them a voice right now it, the the title of the piece is called Accused. <clears throat> Towards the end of his shift, at the ebbing of night, enraptured in daydreams as he stopped at the light, what could he be thinking? Only heaven can tell. But the finger in nostril was not for the smell. Did he go in the membrane, or did he just touch the rim? That deep-hidden secret known only to him. A grave accusation that always will stick. An innocent scratch, or was it really a pick? The evidence is mounting more likely than not. That sickly green discharge, a huge ball of snot. That new paper tissue could not do the trick. A careless maneuver, or was it really a pick? That deep agitation in the pit of the soul as he fumbles for boogers way up in the hole. So that grave accusation must always stick. So more likely than not, it was really a pick. Wow, David, you've done it again. <laughs> I think booger poets, you know, there are shithouse poets. But the Booker poets have been discriminated against long enough. I think it's time we stood up. 
Well, um, yeah, you know that's that's funny. There used to be a poet in L.A. called Boogerman who would uh, actually wouldn't read poetry about about uh, about that at all, but he um, was very funny. So, and, and this was probably 1990 or so. So, um, you know, there's there's kind of a long history of this um, genre, if you will, uh, and I, I'm I'm only I'm only thrilled that you decided to bring it back. <laughs> I know you. You sound delirious with joy. <laughs> I am indeed. Well, David, thank you so much for calling and opening up the show. Good to hear your voice. Okay, thank you so much. See you. See you later. Uh, see you next month, uh, Rick. Bye bye. Bye. Take it easy. It's uh, David Neves calling from Newark, New Jersey. Uh, a uh, a repeat offender. You know, a lot of people say that as a joke. You know, as people who are regulars, repeat offender. You know, uh, but with David, I mean it. I just want to point out that I mean, he truly is an offender here at uh, at uh, Poetry Super Highway Live, and and we're happy to have him. So uh, thanks a lot, David. Thanks also for ordering my book. I have a new book out. I guess I forgot to mention this at the at the uh, at the outset of the show. Um, but uh, my new book is called Sins of Buckwood. It's uh, poetry written uh, on the way to. In and on the way from Montreal, Canada, on a trip that I went on with my wife last summer, um, uh, just had a publication party at Beyond Baroque Literary Arts Center in Los Angeles last weekend, um, which was a which was a huge uh, success. And um, and uh, there's there's a lot. If you I don't know, check it out. I've got some sample. If you go to my website, poetrysuperhighway.com. Uh, and right on the front page, there's a link to it. You can read a few sample poems from it and uh, check it out. Um, available on Amazon or directly from my website. Uh, uh, and you know what? If you don't like it, you can you can throw it away. I won't be offended. It's it's fine. Um, so there you go. That's uh, that's sins of Buckwood. Um, moving on, the number to to call in if you'd like to call in and read a poem. And I hope you hope you will call in. That's a great thing to do. Um, uh, having a uh, the opportunity to read your poetry out, lo- out loud, especially if you haven't done it before, is um, is very cool. Um, and this is the easiest way to do it. You're not actually in front of a live audience. So there could be hundreds of thousands of people listening. You don't know that. Uh, but it's a great way to kind of get your feet wet on sharing your poetry. And if you haven't read your poetry out loud, you definitely should because you'll discover new things about it. Um, uh uh, maybe things that you like and maybe things that you don't like. I think it's helpful to do this. It helps you discover the rhythm of your poem, etc. So do call in 646-716-7362. Uh, moving right now to a caller from the 585 area code. Hello. Hi, Rick. Hello. Uh, it's Larry from Rochester. Hi, Larry. How are you? Doing good, doing good. Um, got a cover poem for you this month. Okay. Okay, this is uh, Bob by Jack Schaefer. I was walking down the street, and I saw uh, steam coming out of the vent. Steam coming out of the vent. I'm easily impressed. Now, I get to the grate, and there, underneath the grate, is a devil. Yells above, Satan, and all that other crap. And he's blowing smoke rings out of the grate, and I thought that was steam. He comes right up out of the grate and starts staring at me with those laser beam eyes, and he locks right onto me. He says, do you know who I am, boy? I said, yeah, you're Satan, Beelzebub, devil, and all that other crap. He says to me, you don't look sufficiently impressed 
nor frightened, boy. I go, I'm 55 years old. How big do they grow the men out there by you? And the devil goes, you don't seem sufficiently frightened nor impressed. I go, what do you do to me? What can you do to me? I go, I can make your skin bleed. I go, I'm diabetic. My skin's been bleeding for years. What else you got? Because I can make your soul bleed. I go, when I was 13 years old, I fell in love for the first time. Lay it all out for me. What else you got? Because I can take your house, your car, your wife, your kids. Your, your home, and I can take away your TV and I can take away your remote. I go, wait, 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 wait a minute. You can have all that other stuff, but I like the remote. Never goes, well, what? You don't seem sufficiently frightened nor impressed yet. Jack goes, well, you don't seem to understand, so let me tell you. You do all that stuff to normal people, they call that calamity. They go out and commit suicide over that stuff. I am not normal people. I am a street poet. I go out and I write poems about all that stuff. I call that material. I go out to open mics and... I read poems about that stuff. Beautiful woman hugged me. I get off on that. Devil says, hmm, poetry sounds interesting. I go, well, I'm on my way to poetry reading right now. You want to come with? Devil says, sure, but there's a couple things you got to know. First of all, I'm my skin's all green and scaly. i got these claws, and people are going to get tense behind this. It goes, this is a poetry reading, man. The last thing they give a damn about is the color of your skin. Devil goes, well... I guess it's okay. Jay goes, well, listen, there is something you're going to have to do. It's something about those laser beam eyes. You're going to make people a little bit tense with that. Uh, is there something you can do to tone it down? I was like, yeah, sure. So they go to a poetry reading. Jay goes over to the host and says, hey, look, I got this friend here with me. He wants to get on the reading list. He's a virgin. Devil starts getting all tense and all hot and bothered, and it goes, well, relax, man. It just means you haven't read here before. It goes, you know, I can't really have you calling me devil or Satan or reveals about People are going to get tense behind that. And Jack goes, well, what do you want me to call you? Just call me Bob. Devil and Jack go to the poetry reading, and they sit in the back, and Devil starts laying it all out. He starts telling Jack about how he's got to be the screwed up one time and got to be the eternal badass. And Jack says, hmm, sounds like you got to be a poem going on there. So he ends the devil some paper. Devil starts writing it all out. And then he goes up and he starts reading. He's shaking like a leaf, and but he gets his poem out. The guys at the coffee house start going out barefoot and wild-eyed. And three beautiful women hugged him on the way to back. Jack tells me some kind of glutton or something. The devil says, you know, I'm changing. I never felt that before. Jack says, what are you feeling? Says, I'm feeling love. I never felt that before. It's changing. Jack goes, you know, a little good poetry, a little love may change anybody, may even Bob. And that's the poem. Wow, Larry, thanks for sharing that. That's by uh, Jack Schaefer, you say? Yeah. Jack Schaefer was a poet uh, who lived around uh, Los Angeles, I guess, when you lived uh, out yeah. here as well. Yeah. Um, died several years ago and was really a compelling storyteller, and that was uh, that was kind of a unique uh, unique piece that that of his uh, where he hooked up with Satan and brought him to a poetry reading. 
Which honestly, you know, if you've been to a poetry reading in L.A., isn't all that unusual. True enough, true enough. Uh, anything going on in the Rochester area you want to mention? Uh, yeah, Tango Cafe is pretty good. Uh, Tuesday nights, um, Red Pier Slices on Wednesdays is pretty hot. And there's a couple other readings. But that's, those are the primary two. Cool. Well, Larry, thanks for calling in. Sure. All right, take it easy. Yep, bye-bye. That was uh, Larry Berger calling from Rochester, New York. The number to call in is 646-716-7362. No content or style restrictions, as you can probably tell. Uh, Would love love to hear your work. This is a great opportunity. Maybe you've got a new book out you want to talk about or read from. Uh, Maybe you host a reading uh, somewhere in the world and you want to let us know uh, what that's about, um, feel free to call in and uh, talk to us about that. Maybe uh, maybe you've got an upcoming featured reading that you want to plug. Maybe you run a poetry website that you uh, are interested in um, uh, letting people know about. This is a totally open open mic for you uh, today to to do that. Um, I would like to share with you, and the number to do that, by the way, is area code 646-716-7362. Um, you could probably click the click to talk button if you're uh, on the website as well. If you've got a uh, fast enough internet connection and a microphone on your computer, that works uh, pretty well under those uh, circumstances. Uh, uh, call in on your cell phone. Uh, use your weekend minutes um, if it's a long-distance call for you. Um, whatever you want to do, do call in and share your work. Would love to hear what you have to say. Again, the number is 646-716-7362. I want to share with you a uh, a track I put together a uh, couple of uh, weeks ago, a few weeks ago, maybe a month ago, um, a spoken word track. One of the things that I put out a call for is if you happen to have a uh, spoken word track, an MP3 of some kind um, that you want to send to me, um, I'd be happy to consider playing it on the show. It's an open mic in that sense as well. Uh, so I thought I'd give you an example of one of those kind of things. This is a track called Rules for Poetry. Rules for Poetry. Never use adjectives. Unless you're trying to describe something and you don't want to do it the hard way. Never use the word forever. It reminds people they're going to die. And the last thing you need is people distracted by their mortality during your poem. Write what you know, unless you're a fool, in which case, look to the internet and write about something there. Avoid vowels and their angry sister, the letter Y. Avoid cliché. On the other hand, learn the difference between epigraphs, epigrams, and episiotomies. Use as few words as possible. In fact, hand out blank sheets of paper and tell them it's your finest work. If you ever use the phrase, 
darkness in my soul, be prepared for me to come to your house and kill you. If you're going to write in form, do it right. For example, as I understand it, a haiku is 800 words written while sitting on a cheesecake. Line breaks are important, but use them carefully. Once you've broken a line, its mother will never forgive you. Finally, go to poetry workshops. Sometimes they serve food, and you can't write poetry if you're dead because you forgot to eat. Thank you very much. That's the live in-studio audience uh, applauding for my spoken word track, Rules for Poetry. That appeared recently in uh, Rattle magazine in last summer's Tribute to Humor issue. It also, um, that particular track was up on the Rattle magazine blog. Uh, they they had a number of people who submitted uh, spoken word versions of pieces that appeared in the magazine. And um, they put one up uh, every week or every day or something like that for a while. So that was uh, on the Rattle Magazine site. So that's an example of a, a spoken word track. Um, now, I, that sound, it was kind of produced. I used a nice microphone and added sound effects and things like that. So it really has kind of the feel of a track per se. But say you just uh, want to read your poem into the mic, record it, and send it off. That's fine too. I mean I'm all about – you know. Uh, uh, the dynamic of something, so I wanted to add add add, add some extra stuff to it. But um, would love to add spoken word tracks to the show. Uh, just send me an send me an email with an attachment with your uh, your spoken word track, and I'll be happy to play it. Especially great if you don't have the opportunity to call in during the live show. It's a way that you can still participate without having uh, to actually be available during the hour of the show. So the number to call in is six four six. Seven one six seven three six two. Moving along to a caller from the nine seven three area code. Hello. Is that me again? <laughs> is there anybody else on the line? Oh, David. Uh, yeah, there is. So I'm gonna I'm gonna oh, hang okay, up on you. Okay, okay, get, no, get to them. Yeah. Will do. Okay. Uh, I guess he'd forgotten that he'd already called in. Uh, moving on, uh, I have a call. It must be a blocked number because I just seri- see a series of ones. Hello, who's on the air? Hello? Yeah, hello. Oh, my goodness. I'm sorry. I blocked it. I thought I took care of that, but I uh, guess I didn't. No worries. Uh, this sounds like Don. Uh, you believe it. Yes, sir. And Sonoma. I want to thank you for the uh, for the permission to use uh, the material on um, the highway's uh, uh, site, and I'm, my, I'm, my pleasure. I have, a, I have a a project involved, and after I do it, then I'll get in contact with you again. It's just about sorting the stuff through by uh, smaller sieves. Um, would sure. Like- I, I, we should mention for the people who don't know what what we're talking about here. You um, you uh, you're a, a Sonoma County poet and. Involved with the the California Writers Club, the branch, the the Redwood Writers up there, I believe, right. and uh, and um, you were looking to use you know our database of links to share the information in different ways, and hopefully have that be a 
a two-way street. Some Many of you uh, may know who listen and who visited the Poetry Superhighway website that besides publishing two poets every week that we have an extensive directory of poetry and writing related links categorized in, in three categories. There's individual poets pages, uh, online publications, uh, links, as well as online poetry resources. So if you're looking for a particular poetry website, you can you can go right there and it's all poetry links. Or if you run a website and you're not listed there, you can certainly click on add your link here and, uh, and add yours to the directory. And I'd also add to that it is in alphabetical orders. So it is a little bit easier to uh, to thumb through. True. Plus, you can search as well if you're just looking for a particular term or the name of a particular website. You can search for many of the pages and and come up with a you know a list of sites that match that uh, that term as well. I also wanted to put a plug in for you on YouTube. You have a very good interview uh, about the cobalt and the history of the cobalt and the history of a little bit of the history of Southern California poetry. And it was very informational because uh, some of the ideas that were there and some of the ideas that were encompassed in just doing uh, videotapes are also important. And I, I would extend the heartiest invitation to research that too to anybody who is online right now. Wow, Don, you're 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 my my one man promotional machine today. Thank you very much. Uh, yeah, that was a a few years ago. That's actually um, there's a there's a website called poetry.la, uh, which which may be the easiest place to find it. Though they do store all their video on YouTube, and they um, go to readings throughout Southern California on a regular basis, and they they record them vi- with video. And um, every month or so, they put up a new series of videos of different people reading. At open mics, at featured readings, and things like that, and there, there's just there's so many poets online. If you're ever bored and kind of want to just go tune into some some poetry, poetry.la is such a great place to do it. Um, um, and and they also interview hosts, um, and and I host, as you mentioned, a reading every month at the Cobalt Cafe in Canoga Park here in Southern California. And so a while back they interviewed me, and and sure enough that interview is online. And and uh, thank you for your kind words about that. Welcome. Um, let's get to a poem here. I'll read one. It's called Ulysses, A Wash in Berkeley. This is for Randy Fingland, who is a publisher, poet, raconteur from the East Bay. Drunk before I swam into the albatross, public house of all public houses on San Pablo Avenue in Berkeley, I drank there more to fill the inside. Seswaf Miwosh, Seswaf Miwosh, before his reputation blew up, dying, oh, mightily, this phrase used politically in the 1970s, sat with his newer friends, one stall at my back. I listened to the poetical heat behind me. Their words cracked the Polish winter's ice to sink out of consciousness. My head slipped to the hard surface of the wooden table, and I winced at the momentary loss. I've spoken to him before, but too many times, drunk again. I simply prefer not to snooze, sprawled out on the floor. 
My mind is captive of its booze. I wooze outdoors, leaving my glass half-filled in the house. As I begin to walk and stagger talk my way north to Richmond and to the place at which I sleep. Four miles wager of a teeter-totter trudge by sober day, longer at night and longer yet when I'm in the mood I'm in. I do not have change for the bus. My pants are loose of petty cash, but smell of urine stains. And so I plod willingly into fresh blisters, which I will not feel while walking, but will be a set of tender feet come the next day. Do not follow me to protect me from justice of the street. Let it rain and blow me on my way. Let me catch cold and become so sick that I can't drink. Let me catch easy grace and not have to suffer an examination to place me either in a hospital or a treatment center. Let me unaddict like a quick cough and not have to go off and detail the hurt I've done to loved ones as well as to unknown others. And if I have not eaten, let me throw up the past in conveniently placed bowls or gutters of containment. I am sick and tired, but will reel home like a fish out of alcohol, like a Finnish fish out of preservative. End text. Don, well read as always. It's always so engaging to listen listen to you. You've you've clearly been been reading poetry out loud for a long time, and it and it shows with the uh, with what comes out when you call in. Hopefully, there's something there in terms of of um, imagery and and thought too. Oh, absolutely, much, yeah. And uh, <laughs> those of you who are listening. Plug into the resources that uh, Mr. Rick has available. They are good. Thanks much. Thank you. Before you go, is there anything um, uh, coming up in, in, in your area that you want to plug? Um, yeah, Soko. Uh, Soko is a restaurant in Santa Rosa, and uh, they have a open mic featured poet this coming Saturday at 1.30 is sign-up and 2 o'clock is the beginning of the reading. And um, I'll be reading there as as an open micer and uh, then I'll be featured at uh, Azul in in the regular Featured reading in uh, in Santa Rosa uh, in March. That sounds garbled. It is garbled. I am garbled. <laughs> you don't sound. You should see a doctor about that. Um, Don, thank you. Thank you so much for calling in. Thanks for the kind words and for the plugs. And I look forward to talking with you again. Okay. Bye bye. Bye. That was a Don us. 
Tueno, Tuano, sorry, I always uh, screw up the pronunciation of your name. So I'm just going to go with Don from Sonoma at the moment, and you can correct me next month. Um, and uh, uh, plugging uh, uh, some readings that are going on up in, in that area of the world, um, as well as reading uh, his poem as well. Very well read and nice imagery as well. So there you go. The number to call in is 646-716-7362. Uh, again, even if you don't want to read something, I'd love to hear if you just want to plug something or, or mention an experience that you had. I, I just think it benefits the people listening to learn about um, readings and other things that are going on uh, in other parts of the world, whether it's because they live there too and might want to show up because they didn't know about something that you're going to mention, or maybe it's something that uh, is uh, on a website that everyone can participate in or, or take a look at. Um, regardless of where they live. Just you know, call in and share that information, even if you don't want to read a poem. But by God, do call in and read a poem, won't you? The number is 646-716-7362. Uh, moving on to our next caller. It looks like another uh, blocked number, but uh, hello. Hello, Rick. Hello. It's Mike from Birmingham. Can you hear me? Coming oh, I through? Can. You are coming through, Michael from Birmingham. How are you? Fine, how are you? How did the reading go, your book, etc.? I guess you spoke about that earlier. I just tuned in. I'm on the road, as always. <laughs> That's cool. Um, make sure, are you using a hands-free device? I'd, I'd hate for the uh, the uh, show to be the cause of your death. <laughs> that makes me think of that movie, Black Swan, that I saw this week. Have you seen that movie? I have seen Black Swan. Dying for your art or just giving it all for your art. I'll be okay. I've got way to, a way to give away the ending. <laughs> oh no, no, no! Because that might not have what that really may not have what has happened. Anyway, that's the sin came for me there. Yeah, I'm here. Okay, because I'm I'm about to hit a pocket where I might drop you, so I'm going to pull over and read, and then I'll get back on the road. How's Makes that? sense. That, I, I think that's okay. a good thing that. Uh, it's it's bad enough to be talking on the phone while driving, but I think reading a poem on the air while you're driving is maybe a step beyond. So good good job. Pull over, please. A sinking poem, you know, it's a five-line poem with the first line and the fifth line link up. And, you know, February is Valentine's, and um, to me the greatest love story, passion story is, uh, well, the, the sinking will allude to that. Uh, Bronte, Bronte, Beyond the Book. In creating Heathcliff, Emily's reincarnated herself. Is that the whole thing? The Sincane poem, entitled Soul Mates. Oh, right. Sorry, I missed the fact that it was a Sincane. Um, uh, cool. So, um, and that's in honor of uh, Valentine's Day, you say? Uh, just, yeah, it's appropriate. It didn't have to be Valentine's Day. It's, I love Emily Bronte. I love Weathering Heights. And anybody will tell you, oh, there's that guy that likes Weathering Heights. I've written several. I think I've aired them on your show before. And uh, one's in a online magazine called amaze-sincane.com in the last issue. And I might submit this one. I haven't gotten around to it. Well, cool. Well, good- Michael. Uh, it is the season of love here at Poetry Superhighway, uh, or, or well, in the world, I guess. Uh, <laughs> I guess I can't 
have my website claim Valentine's Day uh, as its own. But um, thanks for uh, uh, making, um, uh, giving us a, a seasonal piece. Oh, you're welcome, and um, you have a. Uh, I'll maybe talk to you next month. Take care. Take care and uh, drive safe. Okay. We'll do, and I'm still listening to you. Talk to you later. All right. Take it easy. That's uh, Michael calling from Birmingham, Alabama. Another repeat offender here on uh, on Poetry Superhighway Live. The number to call in is six four six seven one six. 7362. Thanks, Michael, for reminding us that Valentine's Day is next week. Perhaps this should have been the special love-themed uh, uh, episode of uh, Poetry Superhighway Live. Perhaps you have a love poem you'd like to call in and read, uh, an erotic poem. Uh, perhaps you just would like to declare your love for someone. You know, that's uh, uh, this is an open forum for that, too, uh, as well. Why, why not uh, this month? The number to call in, again, is 646 646- Seven one six seven three six two. Michael asked how the uh, uh, the reading was last week for Sins of Buckwheat. It really was um, a very cool event. Uh, there's pictures of it online. If, you, if you're friends with me on Facebook, you can scroll down in my profile and see a posting I did of, uh, of a bunch of really cool pictures uh, that well, a couple of people took. There's two two uh, galleries up there. One Joanne Baines and the other. Rafael Alvarado, who are two Southern California poets, but um, it was just such a cool event. It started out with, you know, we were originally going to have um, a guy named Matthew Mars, uh, who's a local singer and poet, perform the Canadian national anthem. Um, pretty amazing singer, and he was going to do some strange things, but uh, he uh, wasn't able to come at the last minute. So um, three other people, we we printed out. I mean, literally at the last minute. We're talking a few minutes before the show. We arranged this. Um, three of the other participants um, agreed to sing the Canadian national anthem. One of them was Neil Aitken, who happens to be a Canadian, so he had some familiarity with uh, the Canadian national anthem. Uh, and his performance uh, in the show after this was uh, was in fact a 10-minute dissertation on Canada, which was very funny and cool. And I think he posted that recently to his blog, so you should check it out. It's, it's tongue-in-cheek, and it's a lot of fun. The second was Amelie Frank, who's another local poet. She um, uh, joined in with the singing of the national anthem. Um, wasn't as familiar with it, but happens to be a sight reader of music, so she was able to add some musical authenticity uh, to the Canadian national anthem. And uh, she uh, also read a set of poems that had something to do with Quebec. Her family actually hails from Quebec. If you're from that uh, region of the world, or if you, uh, in fact, know anything about it, there was a a man named Abraham Martin who helped found Quebec, and uh, that is actually Amelie's ancestor. So uh, having her as part of this Montreal, Quebec, Canada-themed reading was appropriate. And the third person who joined in with the singing of the national anthem was Brendan Constantine, who uh, isn't Canadian, nor does he sight-read music, nor was he familiar with the Canadian national anthem. So it really was quite an experience watching the three of them sing the Canadian National Anthem to open up the show. It was, it was cool. Brendan actually performed a 10-minute uh, cirque, which was a uh, uh, 
I don't know that I could do justice to it, uh, describing it. Um, if you go and look at the pictures, you'll see him in his underwear and green socks. Uh, look for the picture of the beheaded bobblehead next to the zebra. You'll get kind of a flair for what it is that he did. Um, uh, we also had at the reading uh, Derek Brown, uh, who runs Right Bloody Press. Check them out at rightbloody.com. Um, probably the best independent press out there. Um, uh, you should definitely check them out. The things that they're doing with publication um, and performance and reading and things like that are just really extraordinary. Quality books, quality design, quality poetry by quality poets. I can't recommend them enough if you're looking for new poetry. WriteBloody.com. And uh, Derek, uh, who's an extraordinary artist and writer in his own right, read uh, 10 Minutes of Poetry as well. And it was all just so cool. I'm so uh, glad that uh, and there was a lot of people there. We had a maple syrup tasting in honor of Canada, which was very cool. And and I'm sorry that you missed out on this, but if if you uh, every single person who came got a free leaf. Uh, pausing there for dramatic effect. Um, of course, uh, the maple leaf uh, indicative of Canada. And of course, I read from the book as well. Um, but uh, and you can check out poetry from the book online at poetrysuperhighway.com and. Pick up a copy, won't you? It, it will uh, be supportive in nature to me, and you might enjoy it as well. Um, moving on to our next caller from the 414 area code. Hi. Hello. Hello, Rick. Hi, who's this? Um, Mary Goff. Oh, hi, Mary. Hi. Where are you calling um, from? Wisconsin, Milwaukee. Milwaukee, right, okay. Um, I, I tuned in late, but I, I caught a reader named John. Yeah. The, uh, the reader before last. I'm not trying to not say anything nice about the last reader, but wow, that John, I, I love the way he read his poetry and, and just his piece that he read. It was really great. Don Don is great. Yeah, he uh and like I mentioned, he's he's involved with uh, he's been doing it for a long time, uh uh has called in many times, um has really a, just a neat, you know, kind of you know, style of reading that just kind of draws you in and and um, yeah. and accessible, uh, uh, you know, poetry that that just about anyone can listen to, but but not you know dumbed down or anything of that nature. It was just it was cool. I'm I'm on board with you there, Mary. So what do, what have you got for us? Um, I didn't know what to read, and I heard you say, well, maybe we should read a love poem, and. Uh, I'm not always the best at love poems, but I, I decided to read one called Ready for Love that I had written. And uh, so that's what I'm going to do right now. Cool. Okay. <laughs> I know you, boy. Your scent, your moves, your talk. I've met you many times in different places. You've worn a lot of styles and a plethora of faces. But it's always you. Because I know you. You whisper the same things in my ear every time. You tell me the same dreams after every hard-earned cigarette. Your breath is always perfumed with beer, and your heart is always broken. You always expect me to somehow repair it, as if it were no more than an unwound watch. There is no fixing what you gave away. It's not my fault that she keeps it hidden from you, or that you so willingly allow her to continue possession. It's always her that's given you the heart on. She knows all your private jokes. And it's always her that leaves you to sleep in my arms after the fuck. Because she's not here. Then again, 
Neither are you. Sweet dreams, boy. I'll see you again sometime. I always do. Ooh, Mary, I like that a lot. Thank you. Uh, it's almost not a love poem, uh, uh, in in a way. Um, but um, but uh, uh, sometimes it doesn't have to be. You know, um, it's uh, very cool. Thank you so much for for reading that. Uh, thank you very much for allowing me to be on your show. Oh please, uh, anyone can call in. I'm I'm not a, I'm not allowing uh, uh, anything. Um, but um, but uh, do you have a website or anything, or where can people check out more of your stuff? Oh goodness, I think I need to fix this problem. I I don't really have a website. Um, I do publish some things through Lulu.com, the self-publishing um, print-on-demand website. Yeah. And you can look up uh, Magoffic, M-A-G-O-F-F-I-C. And I think my storefront will come up, and then it has my writings that I usually put up there. But I don't have an unofficial formal website or anything. I don't even have a little website I made myself. There's the cough in, but that doesn't really have my writing up there or anything. That's more for fun. What the heck? What's it for in case people just want to have fun? Oh, um, coughin.com, and that's K-O-F-F hyphen I-N-N dot com. And that usually has um, a lot of other stuff that I like, like horror and some of the art that I do and some of the writings. Some links to the writings. I don't think that part's up yet, but I think that's as close to a website as I'm going to have. <laughs> well, it's good enough. You know, maybe people will will uh, will contact you through there and demand that you uh, you put some other stuff up. But I'm I'm really glad you called in. That that poem was was great. Loved it. Well, thank you very much, and you have a wonderful day. Thanks you too. Enjoy Milwaukee. <laughs> oh, I will. All the snow is wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that was bye. That was uh, Mary Goff calling from uh, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Uh, I've been to the Milwaukee airport many times uh, on my way to Oconomowoc, Wisconsin, for an annual music retreat that I that I uh, go to there in uh, in either late May or, or early June. Um, so cool. All right, if you're ever in Milwaukee, by the way, I think I mentioned this last time Mary called in because whenever I hear Milwaukee, I think of two things, and one is the Violent Femmes because that's where they're from. They're a band I, I grew up loving. And um, in the Milwaukee airport, there's a used bookstore, um, a really well-stocked used bookstore. What an odd place for a used bookstore. But sure enough, there it is, and it's been there for years and years and years. You know, in a in an age where independent bookstores are going out of business, you know, left and right, uh, the fact that in an airport, the last place that you'd expect to see a very cool used bookstore, there is one. Uh, there is one. Uh, so that's the Milwaukee Airport. Head there now, won't you? Uh, moving on to our next caller uh, from the 310 area code. Hello. Hey, Rick. Hey. This is Sheb. Hey, Sheb. All right, Sheb. I, uh... I'm here in L.A. I think I just I just caught you on Facebook or something, and I decided that I would call in and read. Well, that that's perfect because that's exactly what this show is for. <laughs> you so really kind of keyed in short... on the, the main you know the main idea behind this, and I'm I'm very excited. <laughs> okay, well, I have a couple of short pieces if that's okay. I haven't been able to catch the rules. 
Um, well, typically it's one poem, so I guess it depends on how short it is. I've got about nine minutes left and one other caller. So um, so go for it. Let's see what you got for the first one. Uh, the first poem I have is Black Stone Lying on a White Stone, and it's by uh, a neat poet named Cesar Vallejo. He's a Peruvian from the turn of the century who is very famous but only published three books of poetry. Um, it goes like this. I will die in Paris on a rainy day. On some day I can already remember. I will die in Paris, and I don't run from this. Perhaps on a Thursday, as today is Thursday, in autumn, it will be a Thursday. Because today, Thursday, setting down these lines, I have put up my arm bones on wrong. And never so much as today have I found myself with all the road ahead of me, alone. Caesar Vallejo is dead. Everyone beat him, although he never does anything to them. They beat him hard with a stick and also with a rope. These are the witnesses, the Thursdays, and the bones of my arms, the solitude, the rain, and the road. And that is Black Stone Lying on a White Stone by Cesar Vallejo. Solid poem and extremely well read, uh, Sheb. Well done. I, I, just the very first line, you know, I will die in Paris. I mean, whose dream <laughs> – and already I know the answer to this question. Uh, whose dream isn't it to die in Paris? And that's, I guess that's most of the world. But uh, whenever I think about dying, there's no place I'd rather do than, than, than Paris. Uh, have you been by any chance? No, actually. Uh, I've been to England. It's the closest mm-hmm. I've come to Paris. It's pretty close. There's these amazing cemeteries in Paris, uh, you know, that that uh, that have these, you know, above ground mausoleum type things and and huge inter- intricately sculptured headstones and things like that, and and all kinds of really amazing famous people from from all over history are are buried there in many cemeteries probably the most famous of which is Père Lachaise there um you know Jim Morrison who oddly enough has the about the smallest headstone in the cemetery but is probably the most visited gravesite is is there that's kind of a mecca for a lot of people but but many other people writers and performers from all parts of history are there and so you just like and if you die in Paris you have the right to be buried there which so it just like seems to make so much sense, you know. It's like you can go and live there for free, sort of. I totally want to die in Paris. After that, you've sold me, Rick Lupert, on dying in Paris. <laughs> let's, um, let's. I make, have another one. If that's all right. Yeah, you know the other caller uh, seems to have disappeared. So uh, go ahead. Uh, this poem is actually a response to that previous poem by Caesar Vallejo, and uh, that's one of the one of the really nice things about going to readings as opposed to publishing or something like that, is that if you do this sort of thing where you come into dialogue with another poet, you can actually present that poet and, you know, it's not asking too much of the reader. And uh, I always, I tend to do that whenever I read because I I feel like I'm doing sort of sleight of hand when I give you an epigraph without giving you what it comes from, Mm. if it's a poem. And, uh... That said, there is an epigraph for this poem, and it is one of the lines from Black Stone Lying on a White Stone. These are the witnesses. And the poem is entitled, A Day That Will Come. 
A day that will come. I imagine I will own a house by then. A small house. A way to leave Beethoven in the air of every room, like a coat shed to the floor after a long walk. And there will be a little kitchen, white as sleepiness, in which I chop garlic for us. And as the butter melts into a yellow glaze on the hot black pan, there will be Brussels sprouts, green and waiting. Well, Sheb, you've you've sold me on Brussels sprouts. I've I've got some in the I've got some in the uh, fridge now. Uh, I was going to have pizza tonight, but uh, I mean it, it could all change. It could be Brussels sprout pizza. What a great poem! That's yours, right? Yeah, that's mine. Thank you. Cool. Well, this is great. I know you know you came out to the Cobalt once, and I know it's not all that close to where you live. So I'm glad you discovered this show. Um, so at least uh, I can still hear hear more of your work um, periodically. Um, and you know, I think uh, I, I say this whenever someone chooses to read a poem by someone else, and I know you 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 were doing it to kind of give context to uh, to your poem, which which is completely valid. Uh, but I love when people use their time, or part of it anyway, especially in an open mic, to share the work of other people because it um, – I think – you know, undoubtedly there are people listening who have never heard of, of that that poet or that poem, and now they have, you know, and it just helps expand our – uh, poetic sensibilities of what else is is out there, and and sometimes that means we'll we'll find things that we don't like too. But um, it's you know that's all part of I guess our process of 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 developing our own voice. So um, when one is generous enough, especially at an open mic, to use their time to share the work of other people, it's it's such a cool thing, and I really appreciate you doing that. Yeah, um, I I totally agree with all of your uh, your assessments. And uh, thank you for having me. No problem. Anything, uh, anything you've got coming up in uh, in LA? You want to plug? Um, not really. Uh, I just go to the open mics. Um, I guess uh, if I could plug anything, it would be the Beyond Baroque Foundation. Hmm. You live in Los Angeles, and you you haven't heard of it yet. You should really. You should really look it up. It's a nice little place on Venice Boulevard that hosts tons and tons and tons of events every weekend. And, uh, yeah, they have archives of just just ancient poetry stuff that's wonderful. So, yeah, I guess that's the only thing I would really have to plug. That's fine. That's absolutely fine. Well, do call in again, and I hope to see you out at the Cobalt sometime again. All right. Thanks, Rick. Take it easy. That was bye. uh by that was uh Sheb calling from uh, also from here in Southern California. And that's uh that's about all the time that we have. Beyond Baroque, you can check them out at beyondbaroque.org, B A R O Q U E. Um they're such a cool literary institution here in Southern California. One of the only literary organizations that has its own dedicated facility. They've got a performance space, a very cool bookstore, and a really rich series of programs that happens um uh, uh, all year round, um, and uh, it's workshops, readings, things like that. 
Um, you'll definitely find something cool if you go there, um, beyondbaroque.org. That's actually where the Sins of Buckwood publication party is. Do check out my uh, my book, Sins of Buckwood, online at poetrysuperhighway.com. Uh, let me know what you think of it. If you if you do that, I'd appreciate that. It's always good to uh, to get feedback or just interact with people uh, who um, – who encounter your work, um, good or bad. I, I definitely uh, appreciate constructive stuff or, or to know what works and doesn't work for people. Thanks to everyone who called in uh, from all over uh, the country today. We'll uh, be doing this again next month, so stay tuned to your emails to find out uh, our, where our next show uh, is. Um, great show today, everyone. Uh, have a lovely rest of your uh, day and a lovely rest of your February. <laughs>